This week, Kenna and I finally get to talk about the Pirates of the Caribbean. Kind of. Welcome everyone to Rebooted! The podcast where we are recasting classic movie reboots so Hollywood doesn't have to do it. This week we are talking about one of Bry Guy's favorite, favorite movies of my life. Captain Ron, starring Kurt Russell, Martin Short, Mary Kay Place, Benjamin Salisbury, and Meadow Sisto. Um, so this is this is really something, Brian. <laughs> Uh-oh. Before you say another word, I have no notes in this movie. I love this movie. My family loves this movie. Uh-huh. It was a top 10 VHS replay for us growing up. Mm-hmm. So I'm just warning you, I'm just going to probably just recite every line from this movie. I have a, a bit of a theory about this movie, but maybe we'll, we'll tease people with that and come back to it. I don't get it. Why are you so upset? The man took us to the wrong freaking island. Martin. Oh, I mean, come on. Everybody makes mistakes. He's human. Oh, yeah, prove it. I have worked very, very hard to plan a spontaneous adventure, and Captain's Contagious over there is screwing it up. Hey, boss! If you're going back, stay on the path. You know, there's gorillas in these woods. Gorillas? Too cool. Uh, Ben, honey, there are no gorillas. Not here. Oh, yeah, there is, boss. Uh, Sorry, Captain Ron. Gorillas are native to equatorial Africa. Okay, no gorillas, not here, no way. Honey, honey, stay on the path, okay? I think he's got an attitude problem about you. Who's the boss? Nah, I mean, we're like this. Well, I don't know. Some people do get jealous of me. There's a Navy thing. People <laughs> love this movie. Here's the I, thing. People I don't know where love to start. Movie. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, because I'm very nervous. How? What did you think about this movie? This was your first time watching this movie. Yeah, this was my first experience with Captain Ron, and... <sighs> I don't know if I loved it. I don't know if I hated it. I don't know if I saw what I saw was real or if it was like a fever <laughs> dream. And I was just, I was just imagining Kurt Russell <laughs> in <laughs> an eye patch. I, I don't know. Part of me feels like if I watched this twenty times in a row, eventually I would go insane and be like. This is the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> but just one watch, I really don't know. I, I think maybe that explains my entire childhood because I legit <laughs> have seen this movie like a hundred times. And it is one of the best comedies of my life. Like, <laughs> okay. So like I said, this movie was just like, like always just like something that we had in the back of our minds. And... The reason I'm doing this is because um, it was actually a request by my brother. Uh, so shout out to my brother Andrew for uh, recommending this movie for us. And I think it's because um, when we were kids, my dad, my dad's like midlife crisis was to like take sailing lessons, and like we went on these like sailing trips, and so it was like. I think it was just really like poignant for us that like this like Martin Short in this movie is just like trying so hard to have this adventure. <laughs> He's just fucking failing at every point. Did your dad buy a boat and take you out into the open ocean? 
No, uh, he like joined. So I grew up in um, Massachusetts, and he joined like the Boston Harbor Sailing Club or something mm-hmm. like that. So he would like rent a boat, and we we did like this two week trip down like the Cape. Um, very recently, though, this is a very rich kid thing to say, but very recently, my very retired father finally achieved his dreams and did in fact like buy a boat like two years ago so now this movie my brother and i keep have kept quoting this movie it's like it's come back into the the zeitgeist of our lives so i think this is like where this is coming from it would be incredible if your dad's name was ron it would be it's not it's ed (laughs) but um is your dad kurt russell is that why? My father is as far from Kurt Russell <laughs> as humanly possible. If you haven't joined us before, welcome to Rebooted, where I, Brian Flynn, and my co-host, Kenneth Trent, will take a classic Hollywood film and talk about it as if it was to be remade today in 2020. Um, but before we do that, we always talk about what's going on in the industry and movies in general, starting with some reboot news that has hit us in the past couple of weeks. Uh, this one was a little strange. Um, Wishbone. You guys remember Wishbone? The the lovely little cute pup on PBS is finally getting his own movie. This is from AV Club. And Variety uh, is reporting that the PBS series about a Jack Russell Terrier with a bizarre obsession for classic works of literature that just happened to be safely in- ensconced in the public domain is getting a movie treatment. This is weird. The film is reportedly being developed by Mattel, hmm. the toy company, Universal Pictures, and Green Book. There is something about Mary director Peter Fairley. Huh. Who do you think they're uh, going to cast as Wishbone? Mahershala Ali. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally. Naturally. I don't know. This is a really dark and weird thing I, I thought of. No joke. A couple, couple months ago, I was just in the car um, and thinking to myself or maybe I was talking out loud to Dana I was like do you remember the show Wishbone and she goes no and I huh. go well, it was a show on TV about a dog that reenacted you know classic books she's like okay and I was like <laughs> I was like that dog is probably no longer with us and I got like profoundly sad oh yeah 100% that dog is dead anyways well he's about to be reincarnated <laughs> Um, it was probably like three different dogs. We should. Oh, it's right here. It's right here. It's right here in this article. Maybe I should read the whole thing. Soccer, the primary dog who played Wishbone. First of all, a cute, great dog name. Second, the primary dog. He's the one and only Mm -hmm. who played Wishbone throughout the show's original fifty episodes. Died back in two thousand one. Oh, bud. This is a really weird piece of uh, news here. Uh, Wishbone is known primarily by late, like er- early millennials, mid millennials. Mm-hmm. I don't know anyone else who knows Wishbone. Um, the directing choice, very odd. Yeah. What's happening here? You win an Oscar for arguably the least important movie of yeah. that year, <laughs> and you follow it up with this weird PBS property. Okay. Your thoughts? To each his own. I love Wishbone. I, yeah. I don't think I watched, I watched a little bit of it as a kid. And I have a memory of Wishbone dressed like Sherlock Holmes very specifically in my mind. But yeah, 
I mean, honestly, a fun idea. But who knows? I mean, we we had news earlier this year about them making Barney as like a dark comedy or whatever. So like, Oh yeah. Who knows? Oh yeah. Um, uh, do we want to move on to the next, maybe a little disappointing news? Yes. Okay. Um, I, see, you are of the mind that like someone in Hollywood is listening to this podcast and stealing our ideas. I'm of the mind that someone has bugged my phone <laughs> and is stealing, stealing ideas between our like text messages. Yeah. Our FBI agents are also, um, development executives um according to a deadline amc studios is developing stay tuned as a tv series adaptation of the 1992 cult classic movie which starred john ritter and pam dauber um stay tuned the movie followed a married couple roy and helen nabel played by ritter and dauber who were unwittingly transported into their television and forced to survive an alternate universe inside quote hell vision excuse me we're not supposed to be here okay everything goes maim murder each other i don't care but keep it clean no look i've watched enough wrestling to know one thing it's all fake no one ever gets It's not fake. It is going to be written by Fear the Walking Dead co-showrunner and EP Ian Goldberg and another writer, Richard Nang. Um, Yeah. And it's going to land at AMC, which is an interesting choice for AMC. But okay. So I've never seen this movie, but it was brought to my attention by you uh saying we have to do this movie and when i watched this trailer i was like oh my gosh i can't believe this exists legitimately like an hour yes after we recorded the mummy yeah this literally it happened like uh, like i found out about this movie from you a week and a half ago and then the next day this dropped it was (laughs) it was like boom boom um, it sucks because I really want to do this movie for this podcast. I think this is a well, absolute no brainer that it, this should get remade. It hasn't been um, written yet, so maybe we just do it. It's on Amazon. That's the other thing. It's just like readily available on Amazon. And I was watching it late one night, and this was another one that was just happened to be one of those like weird early '90s movies that we would just watch all the time on VHS. That because we would bootleg all of our. Video rentals. Um, See, that's the thing that kids today... Let me tell you the problem with Generation Z. Um, (laughs) They've never had to bootleg anything. No, but like, really, I feel like some of my fondest memories as a kid growing up in the 90s and early 2000s is like all we had was cable TV and it was awesome. And so, so much of my entertainment memory is like, yeah, remember this weird thing that used to come on like TBS like every three weeks? kids don't watch tv they don't know about they don't have this experience where there's just like weird movies that somehow end up on strange cable tv channels at odd hours of the day and they have to sit and watch them because that's all that's on they don't get it look i i've sworn to myself to not ever disparage the younger generations like older generations have disparaged us but you are correct i think what's replaced it is like they're watching weirdos on twitch like do whatever the fuck they do on Twitch and I think that's just going to be 
that's going to be their stay tuned, their Captain Ron, their like weird whatever you're watching at like two in the morning kind of thing. But back to this news, I'm just bummed. Like this is this is like right down our alleyway. And I, yeah. I think you would love this movie. It's so weird. It still holds up. I'm I'm pissed. I'm bummed. Well I'm deflated. Maybe we'll still do it and just stick it to the man. Yeah. Um, all right. That's it for this week. Um I cannot wait to talk about this movie. Can I, can I? Then let's just let's get to it. Let's sh- let's push off and said just if anything's going to happen, it's going to happen out there. It's one of many <laughs> quotes that's coming out of my mouth. Uh, guys, this is a reboot of Captain Ron. I'm sick of being the symbol. Well, I'm the top hat, so you can't be that. Be the battleship. Uh, I'm the battleship. What's this? Monopoly. No, this. 245s and a Mac-10. It's this total matcha trip, Dad. Just ignore it. Where'd they come from? Captain Ron traded the grills for him. Yeah, I thought we ought to have them, boss, because, you know, we're getting into pirate waters here pretty quick. What pirates? Pirates of the Caribbean. Been to Disney World one too many times, have we, Captain Ron? It's true, Dad. They come up on you on high-speed boats. You know, I don't believe I've ever been to Disney World. Oh, really? I've been to Hollywood. You guys are making me lose count. All right, all right, all right. We are not having guns on this boat. Dad, you have to be able to fight off the pirates. Yeah, if we don't, you know, they could steal the boat. There are no pirates of the Caribbean. I don't know, Dad. That's what you said about the gorillas. I was right. He said gorilla, not gorilla. Gur. Go. Huge difference, kids. Huge difference. Captain Ron was directed by Thorne Eberhard, a director of such movies as Without a Clue and Gross Anatomy, which are two movies I've never, ever heard of. No. So... I mean, I Anyways. hadn't really heard of Captain Ron until maybe three <laughs> weeks ago, so. And now you're never going to stop hearing it. <laughs> Captain Ron starts Kurt Russell as the Captain Ron, Martin Short as Martin Harvey, Mary Kay Place as Catherine Harvey, Benjamin Salisbury as Benjamin Harvey, and Meadow Sisto as Caroline Harvey. Um, what is your theory about this movie? Because you seem like you're in the fence. <laughs> you seem like the kind of person who's like watched a very funny movie, but you're like, I'm not sure if that was for me. <laughs> I'm not sure if I, like, what is happening here? I felt the same way about Zoolander. Like, I remember watching Zoolander being uh-huh. like, how do people find this funny? And then, a th- like, a thousand television appearances later, I'm like, Zool- Zoolander is it's brilliant. Hilarious. Right? Yeah. I Okay, so my theory about this movie is that Captain Ron is not real. He's a shared, like, collective... Yes. Mirage by the whole Harvey family. Yes. Okay. It's a, sort of like a fight club. I mean. Like a fight club kind of thing. Yeah. I've never seen fight club. So I don't know how exact. I know the twist, but I don't know exactly how it goes down. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, I think Captain Ron is the lessons they learned along the way, you know? Oh. <laughs> You know, I could see that because in the beginning of the movie, when Martin is like going into his like really crowded Chicago skyscraper and it's like cold out and he's like going to his on his daily routine and he's stuck in the elevator and the guy's sort of like yapping away about like, first of all, this movie starts with a suicide. <laughs> like yeah. The movie starts with, uh, he wa- Martin Short like finds like shattered glass in front of his office building and sees someone in his building 
has off themselves and is sort of sent on the sideways life's journey. But it's mentioned that Martin is trying to write a book. And you do kind of make a, an interesting point. Like maybe this movie is just Martin's book. That it's like Martin is trying to write like a, the great American novel and it just turns out that he's just like a really funny writer. So he created a character called Cameron and the movie is based off Martin's book. That I can consider. That, that's actually kind of a, a cool way to look at this movie for someone who has watched it a hundred times. My opinion is Cameron is very real, <laughs> very strange, very much out there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I kind of like that though. Cool. Um, cool. I uh, So I was trying to conceptualize a remake of this movie and it mm-hmm. seemed pretty straightforward to me. It's like, here's the weird, you know, sea captain and the, you know, suburban family. But it got me kind of thinking about a sequel idea that I thought would be really funny. And it involves Wyatt Russell playing Ron's long lost son who hates the ocean, who hates the ocean and boats because of his dad. Who do we think the mother of Captain Ron's child is? Uh, I don't know. I guess that would be interesting. I guess if you're going to bring in Wyatt Russell to kind of like play the long lost son, I guess it, it, I don't know. So the, like the, my whole, I'm so apprehensive of pitching this because of the stay tuned news and then like the the like Wolfman, like Lee One L basically being like, all right, Ken is going to talk <laughs> shit on the dark universe. I don't know. I don't know who it would be. I, lo- I love that. I love the idea of Wyatt Russell following up any insane movie Kurt Russell has ever done. Because there are some outliers that I'm like, sure, why not? Um, but I, yes, but for this cast, I stayed like, okay, we're going to remake this movie now for today. Um, do you want to start? Do you want me to start? Um, I can start. Because right. my choice is maybe a little insane. Um, yeah, so I feel like I had to just go with my gut for Captain Ron because mm-hmm. I don't know what Kurt Russell is doing exactly. Because this is one of those movies where I can't decide if what he's doing is genius or if he just is sort of half doing something that somehow works because he's so charismatic. I don't know. Mizzen mass. Mizzen mass. boom. Mizzen boom. Mizzen hired wins. Mizzen hired wins. All right, what you missing? All of a sudden, full metal jackets. Honey, you got to learn the basics. Yeah, and you got to be prepared. That's right. I'm not talking Boy Scout prepared. I mean big time prepared. Well, prepared for any kind of normal... Yeah, that's the Caribbean, guys. El Caribe. Spanish Maine. It's a land of voodoo and hoodoo and all kind of weird shit. So I decided to pick someone who I think is a little in this wheelhouse because he's a great, serious actor who has also done some crazy roles and who I would love to see literally like dive into the deep end on something like this. I picked Chris Pine. Oh, my God. I was this close. My list did not include anyone not named Chris. I'll just say that. But it was tough. All of the Chris's are like today's prototype of that era of Kurt Russell in a a good way. Um, I didn't pick Chris Pine. I picked Chris Chris Hemsworth. Okay. Um, Do we get points for picking Chris's? I don't know. I don't know. It's it's sort of like 
Pratt, Hemsworth, Evans, and Pine just in a box, and then they all—they're all—they all count as one one guy now. We should do we should do an episode where we only can only cast <laughs> the Chris's. <laughs> and the movie has to be like this wildly disparate drama, and it's just like, oh boy, it's like Little Women, but we have to pick which Chris is which. <laughs> Because we all know Chris Evans is Joe, you know? Chris Evans is... I was going to say he's a Meg. Really? Yeah. I would say Chris Pine would be a Meg. I I would say Pine is Joe. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Chris Pine is also the Meg, ironically. (laughs) Um, That's a great choice. I mean, I love Chris Pine. Chris Pine is, like, weirdly one of our best character actors these Mm -hmm. days. Um. I feel like, and I feel like I'm totally, interchangeably, I'm totally cool with Chris Hemsworth. Because he also, I think, knows how to, he knows how to make fun of himself in a way that it's not like, because it's that, it's that thing where it can, if you're too precious about yourself as an actor, and a lot of, I think, actors who are men who are around this age might be stuck in this place where they're like, I would never do something like this. But I feel like for these guys, it's like, why not? Yeah. I I think Chris Pine is a much better character actor than Hemsworth by far. But I think Hemsworth is going to hopefully try and be like a more comedic character actor. I think going off what you just said, though, like Chris Hemsworth can play like oblivious, like, like his his character is oblivious that he's like doing anything mm-hmm. wrong. Like those Thor guardians of the galaxy scenes where it's just yeah. him and Chris Pratt kind of like, I, that was the whole vibe. I'm like, that's the exactly Cameron. He has no idea that he's like ruining Martin's life. Mm-hmm. The minute he shows up and that was like really the only reason he edged out Chris Pine in my, but there's opinion. also another aspect of Captain Ron. That's a little creepy. But it has to be acknowledged because I feel like part of his character is that there is a reason for Martin to be jealous of him. Like he is like a he he might be drunk and he might be ob- oblivious, but he's like hot yeah. in a way. Like, <laughs> and he's a flirt. He's a yeah. huge flirt with uh, with Catherine. Yes. Like, the whole time. And so I feel like you have to pick someone who when they like are like wrapping their arms around Catherine to show her how to steer the boat. Like you need to do that. The wheel is huge. Like it has to be someone. <laughs> that's not where the only like... thing that's huge. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I explain it to them. This is the tides, man. They can either work for you or they can work against you. Hey! I don't think she's waving at you, Captain. Rose. She's not? I sincerely doubt it. Hey, Clarice! Babe! Who are you waving at? Yeah, so. I'm coming! <laughs> you know, every time I'm up this way, she, uh, well, she wants my manhood, you know, it's just... We don't do blue on this podcast, okay? You served it um, up. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like you want that thing of, like, yeah, obviously he's looking at it like, get away from my wife. You are the You're most right. beautiful, <laughs> most beautiful person in the middle of this ocean. Anyway, um, anyway, yeah, I think we've I think we've created something a little chaotic right from the start, <laughs> and I'm excited about it. 
Uh, okay, let's move on to Martin Harvey, played by Martin Short. Um, it's always weird to me when the actor's name is the same yeah. name as the character. Um, I wonder if that's because, like, as soon as they cast Martin Short, they're like, we're never going to say his, like, we're never going to say Doug. We're always going right. to say Martin. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, I originally wanted to pick an older comedian who I think would have been really great, but I just kept thinking about it. Like, Martin is a guy who's really trying to either avoid his midlife crisis or is driving like full like just subconsciously driving full tilt into it um and it like completely backfires on him so i went with a a younger comedian and again i don't know if this is a safe pick or what but he Mm kind of seems like an obvious choice i went with kevin hart okay um, and he would definitely play a version of Martin that is more animated and more mm-hmm. like bombastic, but still would suffer for our pleasure for two two hours, uh, just slowly going insane, being around someone as like equally insane and attractive as Captain Ron. Like, yeah. I think I think the I think the the pairing of Chris Hart and The Rock works so well that like. Why aren't we pairing him with like Hemsworth? Like that that to me right. seems like a pretty easy. Is it the size differential? That's, yeah, there's a little bit of a like little twins, funny. a little yeah. bit of like Schwarzenegger, DeVito kind of going on. Like you love to kind of see big, tall, strong guy, a little short kind of. Uh, I mean, Kevin's heart. Kevin Hart is as far from fat as possible. He's like right. fully ripped, but yeah. um, there's a little bit of that like. Yeah, I small think- guy complex. There is there is something really great about this because his chaotic energy is entirely is entirely different. And so he's he very much I think plays the opposite of oblivious really well. Like yeah. he is so he's so neurotic sometimes that I think that's really good. Like I can see him panicking and Captain Ron just being like Don't worry about it, boss. <laughs> Like the scene scene where they're in the storm and he's like, Listen to me! The boss is right! We should be okay! Because I know we're near land! Great, Cash! Great! Do you hear that? We're almost there! Explain to the kids how you know that, Captain Ron! Someone translate for General Armando! See, yo! Alright, alright, stay with me! When we left, we had just enough fuel to make it to San Juan. And we are out of fuel. But it all works out for him. That's yeah. that's why he that's why he can't be real. Um Okay, so yeah, I think I had maybe a slightly different energy picked for mm-hmm. Martin. Uh, but I think I, I also wanted someone who can play the kind of opposite of like, who who maybe comes from like, he works in business, he has everything together, this one adventure is completely off the map for him, and now he's got Captain Ron to worry about. I picked Damon Wayans Jr. Oh. Which... I mean, I'll go ahead and warn you. I've been watching the second season of um, The Twilight Zone. And so, and it's, there. 
some of the episodes I feel like are so much better than the first season was. And I've fully like re-fallen in love with the idea of it. And so I'm seeing some of the actors in that, I think, in a way where I'm like, oh, I want to see them do everything. So Damon Wayans Jr. is in an episode of The Twilight Zone where I feel like I was just reminded of how how good he is and how much we want to root for him. Um, and I think seeing him as a sort of nice guy character trying to make it, trying to hold on to his family... I'm into that. I was not expecting The Twilight Zone to be the show you you were like. I'm just yeah. rewatching, especially with the happy endings, like Zoom reunion that just happened. Oh or... yeah, no, I've never, I've never seen happy endings. Really? I mean, I loved, I loved him on New Girl, but um... or, or New Girl, like um... no, yeah, the second season of Twilight Zone is really good. <laughs> I'm gonna talk about it some more later. <laughs> sure, he's hilarious. Um, yeah, I can totally see that. Um. I don't know why I kept. I was just thinking of Let's Be Cops, which is like a really weird movie that he and Jake Johnson were in. But um, I liked Let's Be Cops. I that's a weird thing. Like I don't remember anything of it, but I remember I was like I don't. I didn't hate this movie. I remember being. It was one of those movies where I kind of assumed it was going to be not great, and I ended yeah. up enjoying it. And that was the, <laughs> that was the shock of it. I was like, oh yeah, this was fine. Um, I think that's a great pick. I th- I do wonder like. His dad back in the day was like a pretty huge star, like a really big, like he was in a lot of movies. He was in like uh, movies with like Bruce Willis and, and, and I feel like Damon Wayans Jr. hasn't gotten to that level yet. And I'm kind of like, why not? He's just as good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that was, I think that's a stellar pick. I think that's, I think we're doing great. I think we're chugging along here. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. We're making this movie. So good. Our casts are really good. <laughs> Should we move on to Catherine, played by Mary Kay Place? I Ooh, I, I really need to say this right up okay. top. Because I, I throw a lot of compliments to some guys on all like all the a lot of male actors on the spot. Mary Kay Place in this movie is sexy as fuck. And maybe it's a sign of how old I'm I'm like getting because <laughs> This was the first time watching this movie where I was like, Kitty is looking good and Caroline should put on a sweater. Like, I was <laughs> like, I was like, please, you're a teen, you were 17, cover up. It's, I'm, I'm glad you say that because I loved Mary Kay Place in this movie. I thought she was so funny and good and really held her own. I'm just saying, I don't think it was smart to mention that we brought revolutionaries onto the island. I'm not trying to start a fight. It's just my opinion. I was just trying to impress upon them the kind of person I think Captain Ron is. But there were moments where, like, I'll say I think Caroline had her fashion moments where I was like, that's really cute. And this is now popular again. There were also moments where Catherine looked incredible. And I was like, I I want this. This is incredible. That's what Dana says. She was like, you can remake this right now. Like, all of this fashion is back in stock. Yeah. When she's trying to, like, walk up the gangway in kitten heels, <laughs> I was like, yes, this moment is so incredible. This is weird. What rating is this movie? PG-13? It has to be PG-13. Because there is nudity in it. There is very slight nudity. Slight? Some- oh, when, when they're, they're in, in the, the shower. shower. Yeah. yeah. Also, they say fuck a couple times. And I think it caught me off guard in a way where I was like, oh, is this a family movie? <laughs> it is a family movie. But it's just like a, with a dash of, yeah. of uh, it's not racy, but whatever. But rules um, were different in the 90s. Oh, you God, know? I miss the 90s. All right. Um, 
Who did you pick? I think it's your pick. Um, okay, so for my Catherine Harvey, I picked Betty Gilpin. And I oh. don't think I've used her yet, but when I thought about her, I was like, this is perfect. She is stunning, and I think she's really funny. Yeah. And I think she would be hilarious as... Because I think for her, there also needs to be a little bit of obliviousness. Like, she does a great job of, I think, talking Martin down and being like, you're overreacting. He's like, everybody thinks Captain Ron is nuts. Like, there's no point in the movie where you're like, oh, my gosh, Kitty is going to leave her husband and go out to see it with this guy. Like, I, I never thought that. But it is fun to see the back and forth of, like, him flirting with her and her kind of being like... Com- kind of oblivious to yeah. it. Yeah, but I was. I. Th- I think. For, I think. I would. I would enjoy seeing her do that. Like, be the very grounded uh, companion to Martin, just yeah. trying to keep things going. <clears throat> um, this is my little LA story. But Betty Gilpin sat next to me at a restaurant once. Oh my god! I was like, I was at like a group, a group of like four, and she and her husband were like next to us, and it was distracting. It was like. Oh my god, she is she is very good looking. Um, mm-hmm. What's so great about Catherine is that she like adapts, and I think that's what separates her from a lot of other wife characters mm-hmm. in these kinds of comedies. Like she's always the one that's like, you know, whatever's going on, she's completely like she's rolling with it. Well, I have to say this was worth getting lost for. This is absolutely gorgeous. I just wish that you could see it, honey. I can see it. I just have these, you know, spots. <gasps> Sweetie, uh. ouch. Oh. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. What about Captain Ron? Can we talk about him? I don't see how we can get rid of him. I mean, he's going to drive the boat. I can drive the boat, Kate. You know, I mean, the doctor says that by tomorrow my retinas will be absolutely fine. Well, I think we should wait till tomorrow. We'll be in San Juan, back in civilization. We can just sit down and figure out what to do. Right? Treat. Thank you. I ended up picking Carrie Washington. Oh, I love that. Um, I love that. I thought that. that she she has all, she checks all this. She's beautiful. She, you know, I don't know if she's ever been funny, but it's like, I don't know. I, I just think she's very talented. And I I'm trying it's... to, because th- I immediately want to be like, yeah, no, she's definitely done comedy. But what am I thinking of? Um, I think she's been in a couple like Tyler Perry rom coms. I mean, she was in Django. That's not really a comedy. Hmm. Yeah, I guess maybe not. But fascinating. Because she was on Psych for, for one what episode. episode? <laughs> I don't know. I just thought she could do it. Yeah. I think that she has all the qualities that Catherine has in this movie, which is you know, she's just she. Doesn't want to leave, you know, there's too much work. And then suddenly she's on the boat and she's salsa dancing with Catamaran on the on the stern. And it's like, <laughs> uh, that killed me. Um, okay, should we move on to Ben, played by um, Benjamin Salisbury? Okay, this kid looks like Ryan Gosling. Like he looks like he looks the way young what? Ryan Gosling looked. Does he? Yeah, look up, look up Ryan Gosling in the in the Mickey Mouse Club. Uh, all they have is like these teen dream photos. Um, yeah, a, a, I okay, a little bit. Ugh, a little okay, bit. I need, 
I need I need the fa- oh this photo this photo he looks ex- yeah I need the okay. fans to respond if you've seen Cat and Ron and has have also seen a picture of of Ryan Gosling in the nineties they look the same like I had to look it up because I was like this is Ryan Gosling it's not unfortunately how wild would that have been yeah. if Ryan Gosling was the kid in this movie um, well I mean at the time he would have been like a young he would have been like because he did that episode of like are you afraid of the dark like he was a young kid actor yeah um. I think it's my turn. Um, I think the character Ben is great in this movie. Like his slow transformation into like a mini Catamaran is like <laughs> is so good. Um, when he loses his glasses break and he gets his own little <laughs> eye patch. Uh huh. Boardwalk with three hotels, that's $6,000. Penny to the dollar, that's $60 US. It's all. <laughs> the general says that's all the money he has. Tell the general shit happens. Cough it up. Yeah, I just wanted to promote a... He's not really a child actor. He's a teen actor who, who really stood out in last year's comedy smash hit that I watched in quarantine, Good Boys. Oh. Uh, I picked Keith L. Williams, who, my God, that kid was funny. Mm-hmm. He was so funny. Um, I have nothing to say. It's just Ben is the kid, you know? <laughs> ben is the best. I haven't seen Good Boys. I, I think I saw it. Wasn't he in something else last year? I, might, I think I might have seen him in. Um, um, what was he in? He's in a lot of, like, Disney stuff. But, yeah, I mean, I think... He was on Last Man on Earth. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was the kid they find. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I Yeah, I think that's great. Because you really just need someone to like... He's not the like overly mischievous kid. Like he's just the kid who thinks Captain Ron is the coolest thing in the world. And so he's going to follow his direction. He's going to do everything with him. He's gonna like, yeah, and of course this guy wants to like let him drink beer and like do all these other things. <laughs> like, of course he's gonna worship the ground this guy walks on. And yeah, I think that's a lot of fun to see yeah. him sort of fall under that influence. Um good choice, good choice. Thank you. Um, thank you, thank you. I went with an actor by the name of Miles Brown, who plays the youngest son on Blackish. And I mean I'm aware of him. <laughs> I, I know him because I definitely watch Blackish, and that's to two of my friends who work on that show. <laughs> oh, you're just reassuring them that you. I definitely watch, definitely watch Blackish. I've seen every episode. Um, also known as Baby Boogaloo. Interesting. Um, yeah, no, like I feel like. Again, I just I wanted to find someone who I think falling under the influence of Captain Ron. It would be funny to sort of watch them slowly become a version yeah. of him. So yeah, I think Miles has got yeah. it. Great job. Thank you. I I I, I don't, <laughs> It's really weird to start like parsing out like criticisms for like teenagers. It's like they're fine. They're all great. Yeah. They're doing a great job. I don't know. I have a couple criticisms for <laughs> <laughs> for Mr. Tremblay. <laughs> Never. No, no notes. <laughs> um, Caroline Harvey, on the other hand. <laughs> Caroline Harvey, played by Meadow Sisto, her first film. I thought she did a great job in this. Um, 
Yeah. I think you're up. For the whole, yeah, for the whole movie, I remember, like, seeing her name and being like, I wonder if she's related to Jeremy Sisto and not looking it up until the end. And I just sat there like, I listen, I gotta know. She is. Um, Who is she? Is she his sister? Yeah, she's his older sister. Oh. Um, Jeremy Sisto, who you might know from Clueless. Um, Yeah, this part, I think could honestly be a little because i think where benjamin is more grounded in the idea that like he has he is like attached at the hip of captain ron and so you're always seeing him from that perspective caroline's a little more like i don't love the idea that she's a little boy crazy and that like that's Mm -hmm. her main motivation because i feel like most of the time we aren't getting that from her it's just when it's convenient um So I think what's working a little more for her is just the idea that, like, she didn't want to come on this trip. She's 16 and she's trying to get married to this guy. And so it's a little more like her coming around to the idea that, like, being with her, like, this experience is good for her. Being with her family is good. Learning about the ocean and about ships, like, all of this stuff, like, seeing her come in to to appreciate her family for what it is instead of trying to run away from it. Like that might be a little better than just like, Hey, I met this Puerto Rican guy and I got a tattoo. (laughs) Who's this guy? This is Mamba. Well, he doesn't speak a lot of English, but he's really cute. And he's a local artist and mom, dad, guess what? Don't tell me you're engaged, right? No, I didn't get engaged. Come on. I got tattooed. Oh, Mama did it. It's like this really cool little rose. Are you saying that... Honey, where where, where did you get this tattoo? At Mama's shop. No, I mean, where on your body? Mom, it's kind of private. First of all, I think most 17-year-olds are just like sex crazed. So I, 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 I was a little less, you know, I was more lenient on that one. But I agree with you that it's like, I think when she's introduced, it's really more like Martin's point of, it's like, this is every father's worst nightmare mm-hmm. as opposed to this is who a real like person is. Um, so I feel you on that. Is it whose turn is it? I think it's your turn. Yeah. Um, Who'd you pick? Okay, so I picked an actress named Abby Hearn who hasn't done much, but she did do an episode of The Twilight Zone. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say... This is season two, episode five of The Twilight Zone. Guys, find a way to watch this episode. It is so good. And the rest of the show might be crap. I don't know how you feel about it on the whole, but this episode is so good. Did Jordan Peele promise you an episode? What's going on here? You're really, if only, you're really plugging hard. If only. If anybody is listening to this podcast who knows Jordan <laughs> Peele or Wynn Rosenfeld, I would gladly work on the twilight zone season three okay. but um yes so i i think i was just shocked by because i didn't love there were a couple of good episodes i thought but i didn't love twilight zone season one and so i think going back to it to just kind of see what had like i was kind of shocked at how much i enjoyed um quite a few episodes there but episode five is just so good abby hearn plays a girl who finds out that she has psychic abilities and she like she is the kind of actress that like you see in something random like the twilight zone and that i was like i just want to see this girl do other things like why isn't she all over the place so i'm gonna take matters into my own hands and put her in a movie that's never gonna be remade and (laughs) so really this is just a plug for the fact that she's good and you should go watch the twilight zone 
Okay. So. Um, all right. All right. Episode, season two, episode five. Everyone check it out. Um, I uh, I agree with you that like Caroline Caroline needs some changes. I, I, I think the boy crazy stuff is, I think that can kind of still stay. I mean, she's 17, right? Like, I think it's more like independence. Like, I think Caroline wants to be independent in this, like, she wants to like grow up really fast. Yeah. But I always feel like it's like she doesn't know the world. And then she goes and sees the world and she's like, I could do literally anything I want. Why am I going to marry this guy? back in yeah. chicago i mean the, maybe the boy crazy stuff stays if it's a little if it's pulled through a little more yeah. instead of um, it being like here and there she's obsessed <laughs> yeah um i also thought like her rebelliousness would be a little different like she would be very obviously she'd be a little less hair metal um kind of piercings tattoos i don't know maybe i kept thinking like maybe she's more like instagram obsessed mm-hmm. like social media obsessed like she's not and then it's like she's not seeing the world in that regard and then she gets out in the water and it's like here is all of this beautiful instagram stuff and she learns to like just have experience it for herself as opposed to like here's all this beautiful instagram fodder but there's no wi-fi there's zero (laughs) wi-fi um uh, i ended up picking yara shahidi from blackish and grownish love it um Basically, like an up and coming star in her own right, huge social media presence. I feel like this is just an easy. Sometimes movies just are—they just feel easy to me. It's like I got it. Yeah, I got. I I know this movie. I know who I want. It clicks. Um, so that's who I picked. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about Yara Shahidi all that much. We don't have to. I feel like she's an icon in her own right for the for the Gen Zers. She's fashionable outspoken woke great we love to see her uh okay i think that's it um other than uh mr bernard pepper shall we shall we see where he goes yeah where is where does he go where did you put mr barry pepper i made him the yacht broker played by paul anka i i did the same donaldson I didn't look up his name. I just knew. <laughs> You're just like yacht guy. <laughs> it's really the only other place for him because he can't play like. Yeah. You he know, can't play a pirate. He can't play like Caribbean gorillas. He can't play like Cuban nationals. He can't. Yeah. You know. Not that he couldn't play a pirate. He could. He could do anything. Barry, you can do right. anything. But mm-hmm. also, no. Um, I don't have any notes. I have one other quote, which is. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to quote it. I'm just going to play the clip. But it's basically when, like, Caroline is like, Cameron, are we going to go to any place that has, like, hu- any other, like, human-type places? Captain Ron, I was wondering, are we going to be going to any more, like, human-type places? Well, you heard of St. Croix. Yeah. We're going to the island just to the left of it. What's it called? Ted's. Ted's... It happens to have great historical significance. Oh, yeah, it's probably a sponge fisherman's convention there. Ted's! I would fully go to Ted's. Ted's Ted's looked like a great island. First of all, it's, like, remote as shit. Yeah, are there revolutionary? Sure. But there seemed to be, like, a really great, like, chili burger spot. Yeah. So there's, like, definitely, like, fresh fruit, fresh food coming in. Like, don't worry about it. There's something about a seaside... Uh 
shack with local food established for tourists that just that draws me in. I want to go to that place. You got anything else? No. I mean, I don't know if I've decided if I liked this movie, but I definitely think it's worth another watch. I think I think it's an endearing movie that will that will hook you if you do choose to watch it again. I don't know when you'll ever watch it again. Yeah. It's not on streaming. Everyone forgets <laughs> yeah. about it. But uh, don't sleep on this movie. Yeah, give it, if you've never seen this movie, give it a shot. It's kind of weird, but... Would you remake this movie? Yes, I think this movie falls into the right category of there is nostalgia for it, but it's not so familiar that it's like sacrilege trying to remake it. I think it would be fun for people who had seen it and fun for people who had never seen this. See, you just put a scary thought in my head. I feel like it is sacrilegious to me to remake it. And if they did and people would be like, oh, I watched it. It was great. I'd be like, but the original one's better. I'm just telling you the original (laughs) one's better. My answer is that, like, yeah, you should make a, another Cat Moran, but I would still keep Kurt Russell as Cat Moran. Like, what? There's nothing wrong with keeping Kurt Russell as Cat Moran and just make it like a new family. Like, it's a sequel. Just make it a new family or take my fucking idea. And it's just Wyatt Russell. He needs to propose to his girlfriend and she wants to go on a cruise and then they get lost and the Cat Moran shows up and there's this big whole thing and he ruins the proposal. Oh. That's basically. Do you think that that was Kurt Russell's real hair? I want to say it was. I think about this all but the time I, I, in Kurt Russell movies because that man has one of the best heads of hair in Hollywood. I think it was either his real head of hair that they like crimped into dreads or they put like dreadlock like extensions in it to make mm-hmm. it just look insane. I would say a majority of that was is his real lettuce. Yeah. I love Kurt Russell's yeah. hair. That's my last note. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, with that... We'll get out of here. Guys, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Rebooted. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out our past episodes. We just did a mega special for our 100th on The Mummy that everyone is talking about. Uh, Tell your friends, tell your families, tell your enemies. Kenna, where can the people find us? You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stop by and leave us a rating and review. Subscribe if you feel so led. That's the best way to help us out. You can also find us now on Ko-fi where you can go to make a very small donation to help us keep making this fine podcast. That link is in our description and all over Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, you can find us on social media at RebootedPod on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. Wow. Perfect. Check us out next time. We have a great movie lined up for you and we will see you next time. Bye. healer. No, of course I believe in Jesus, so that helps.